We are now in chapter 4 of the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith, uh, the 1689. I have uh, placed uh, that section on the WhatsApp group. So if you are on the WhatsApp group, if you don't have the hard, co hard copy, you can go to the WhatsApp group. The section for our consideration this evening has been placed there. At least this one will be less controversial compared to the other ones. Uh, but let me just say this, that our controversies, the scripture, the, the, script, the scriptures themselves are not the source of our controversies and confusion. Do I have to repeat that? The, the difficulty in understanding hard doctrines, the, the confusions that arises as we struggle to understand the teachings of the scripture are not fundamentally uh, the product of the scriptures themselves. The scriptures themselves are clear. The scriptures themselves are infallible. They contain no error. They are inerrant. The scripture themselves are, are the word of God. So it's not an issue with the scripture. Where do you think the issue lies? It is, it is with us. Why? Even sometimes, you know, let me give you an example. Yesterday, my, in the morning, my wife asked me that when you get to school, our children, the, the, the three, the famous three, they have lost all their cardigans. Yeah? So, so when you get to the school, and I've been to the PTA, and we're told that the cardigans in their storehouse is enough to go around twice of all the pupils in the school. So when I get to the school today, I should go and look for the cardigan. So, okay, fine. I'll uh, go and look for the uh, uh, cardigans, and uh, you guys should leave that door open a little bit now. Uh, so, and then, of course, as, as a man does, I forgot, okay? You see, I forgot. And then, I came back in the evening, and then she asked me, did you remember, what I heard was that, do you remember my jacket? And I said, which, which <laughs> jacket again? You see, I said, so you don't remember the, the jacket? I said, which jacket now? Like that, I said, the one I told you, you know, which one? Oh, the children, uh, what I'm hearing is my jacket. You understand what I mean? We, sometimes we hear, we are, we, are list, we are looking at people like this and they are speaking to us, we are not really hearing what they are talking about. So the source, the misunderstandings are from us. We are, we are sometimes, we, we don't have the capacity to, to, to grasp truths because of our fallen nature. If I ask you now what we learned on Sunday, I'm sure 80% of what you heard on Sunday are lost now, if not 90, if not 95. Maybe you can, some, some people can even remember me the verse, maybe some words, but majority of what you, we, we learned on Sunday, today's Tuesday, gone. So, 
Anytime you come before the word of God, it is, it is fitting that you, you like, on your way to church, ask God to help you. Don't assume that you have the capacity to understand. Say, so, maybe church. We don't go to church since when I was small. Maybe church. Don't, don't assume that you can understand. Even if you're a pastor, if you're not the one preaching that evening, even myself that I'm teaching you, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, help me to understand, help me to understand, help me to grasp what you want me to learn today. You see, so you, you, that prayer should be when we are going to church, when we are heading to church, like, like, this, like this song, the song of ascents, you know? You are, you are climbing up, to, the tango here is like, here is like on the hill, as you are climbing from the mosque, Jesus, Lord, that I'm climbing to your house. Grant me understanding. You need it. If not, Satan, as you are stepping out, I'm sure he's not in this room. Maybe once you just step out of this blue gate, you see, are you sure what Pastor Abutu was saying was correct? Don't you think the Bible is rubbish? Don't you think the Bible is outdated? Don't you think, why do you think that cohere? Why do you think that? And then the devil become your pastor from this gate now home. Okay. The chapter four, in my own opinion, is, will be less controversial, particularly for us in Nigeria. But it's not easy for many of our compatriots outside this country. The idea of who created this world this world that is, whose creation it is. How many of you struggle with that? As in, so if you live in Nigeria, even pagans can easily say God, God created uh, the world. It is when you are unpacking the implications of that that the divisions now comes. Okay, but there are some places in the West where you can no longer speak like God created the heaven and earth because of the understanding of evolution. And there are many Christians, and some of them are here, they're Eliezer's friends, who also believe in, in some certain, uh, certain color of, uh, different color of creation stories as we, but historically, and uh, the orthodox, and the orthodox and evangelical understanding of creation is gotten from the Holy Scripture. And that's why the doctrine of the Holy Scripture is first and foremost in our studies, in all the confessions, okay? That's where we'll be tonight. But is there any carryover question from last week? How many of you were here last week? Raise your hand. Okay. Is there anything that over the week you want to fight over? It's okay, no. When I say pastor, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my mind. Uh, is there anything? Okay, so God decreed everything that comes to pass. God ordains everything that comes to pass. We are on the same page now, hallelujah, okay? Don't come back to me next time and say, Pastor, I have questions on God's decree. I will listen to you. Then I'm kidding, I will listen to you. I know, you. Because once one person asks a question, now your own question, you say, yeah, 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 yeah. Pastor, say, yeah. Because people like Felix are hanging around. One day they'll just pull out one question and then everybody will start asking the same question again. But let us get to our study tonight. Chapter 4. In the beginning. That is, the subject is of creation, of creation or of the creation. 
What is the title? Is it of creation or of the creation? Of creation, yeah? Mm -hmm. Let us read, in the beginning, it pleased God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for the manifestation of the glory of his eternal power, wisdom, and goodness to create or make the world and all things therein, whether visible or invisible, in the space of six days, and all very good. Is there anyone that holds a different translation? Is yours the same? Yeah, but read it. Yeah. The microphone. In the beginning, it pleased the trying God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to create the world and all things in it in six days. All was very good. In this way, God glorified his eternal power, wisdom, and goodness. Mm. This is like an abridged, <laughs> like somewhere, eh? Okay, let's roll with what I have. Is there any other... Any any, any variation? Okay, good. The first thing, there are about five, this, this, this paragraph one, that's where we'll be tonight. There are, this paragraph, this first paragraph of chapter four is divided into five. So we are looking, you could look at five headings. The first thing is the, the, the confession wants to clarify the question around who created the world? Who created this world? And this world, we are not talking about Eliezer's third use of the world. We're talking about the, the created order. That is the universe, the, the universe. Who created it? And no, nothing is new. There are people all through the ages that believe that something other than God created the world. And I think by 1689, uh, we're like the, the it, 1689 is, is actually, it's a year, okay? Then we have 2022. 1689 is, is like, yeah, so I don't think like something else. So by year 1689, we're, we're like at the dawn of the Enlightenment, yeah? No, yeah, Enlightenment is already set in the uh, 17th century. Like, yeah, that, so, yeah, so we are, that's, that, that was uh, the period of uh, the Enlightenment. People, the uh, scientific discovery uh, were in their early days, and then uh, inquiries, uh, particularly regarding to nature, uh, if you understand the world, what was the meaning of science? What's the meaning of science? What's the meaning of science? Where I can say knowledge. Thank you. So the, the so there, but before then, 
the church or the, the, the world at that time were not disposed to inquiries. So you don't, really, you don't question the kings and you don't question the bishops. Whatever they say is, uh, uh, was final. So the Mr. begin to challenge the validity of what the church have held over time. So the confession want to clarify that it is God that created the world. And that God is triune. It's God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's look at some of the scripture and confirm that very quickly. Then I'll make some comment about that. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, how many microphones do we have around? Okay, Hebrews. Let us be fast about it so that we can cover ground. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. But in the last days. But in these, in these last days. Yes. He has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Okay. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 2 to 5. It was in the beginning with God. Speaking, all speaking about Jesus, yes. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the okay. life was the life. Yeah, okay. Okay, to, to, to verse 5, yes. The light, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never overcome it. Yeah. So the first thing, I mean, the idea of, you know, if you go to Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It does not say in the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit created the world. You have to give me your ears because it is in the New Testament you begin to see that this world was created by who? John chapter 1 says this world was created by who? By the Son. So who? Was it the Son that created the world or the Father? So the confession is very careful to, say, okay, to, 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 to put the scripture before you, the fact that God, the Father, I think we've dealt with the issue of the Trinity several times. Eh? There are no three gods. There are no three gods. How many gods do we have? One God. How many persons? Three persons in one Godhead. So the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit never work cross purposes. They have same essence. They have same. They have one being. When you talk of the being of God, one essence. But in terms of their functions, you now begin to see economy, what we now call uh, the economy within the Godhead. So the Father is, is the creator of the world. 
the son is the agent through he created the world. So the Bible says, God created this world, Christ, the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, was an active agent that was creating the world. And I think Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, also uh, consistent, talks about uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Now, the reason I'm calming down is that I don't want you to think this is so simple. Now, Pastor, why was not time? Just tell us, God, God, God created the world. Let's just, let's just go home, man. Just calm down. And then, if you, if you, that, you have started the issue of the God, the Son, eh? But look at the God, the Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Yeah. You can see the Spirit of God also there, creating the world. Uh, Job chapter 26. Job 26, verse 13. Job 26, verse 13. By his wind, the heavens were made fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Mm-hmm. Verse 13, yes. Yeah, verse 13, okay, yeah. By his wind, the heavens were made fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Yeah, by his wind. Yeah, that, that's what I want to point out, the, the idea of the Spirit uh, uh, walking in creation. And then Job 33, verse 4. Job 33, verse 4. Can you read it again? The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So who created Job? The Spirit. <laughs> so you can see, what the, what the Bible is doing is that, in the, it's, it's, not, it's not actually saying that, um, and, and, and I think I even went too far, to, if you talk about uh, economy among the Godhead, here. What you can take home here is that whatever God the Father is doing, God the Son is doing, God the Son is doing. Three of them were involved. And the word God in chapter one of Genesis, or in plural, Elohim. So we can see that uh, God, the first cause, the Son, the Spirit, created uh, this material world. It's not a big bank. There was no, uh, no evolution. Okay. So who created the world? Answer? God. Okay. Who is doubting that? Don't be afraid. And this thing should be drawn into our head and our ears as we move around and we are, and we are hearing contrary opinion and as science digs out some archaeological facts 
as, as they are doing dating, as in, oh, the world is 13 billion years, and as, as we, we have volumes upon volumes of, of writings that suggest that God is not the creator of this world, abounds. Swallow it into your head. The Bible says, God, in the beginning, created the heavens and the earth. There are some Christian men and women that even talk about this world, uh, that this world is like a, re a refurbished earth. That between chapter 1 of Genesis, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, and between, between verse 1 and verse 2, is 1 billion years. That's, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and then verse 2 said, the world was without form and void, so the speculation was that God cannot start something and that thing is without form and void and dark. So the idea is that the God created the world first and Satan somehow was the governor of, of that world. And then they were a party, and then they destroy everything, and then the world was became chaotic. So what we are the story we are seeing that's how this actually that's how it began. And the story we are seeing now in the Bible was the beginning of the recreating, bringing order back to what God has done. If not, from the beginning, God cannot start something, and then that thing is bad, and then you are recreating. Uh, because we learn from the Bible that it's only in chapter 3 of Genesis that sin entered into the world. What was happening between verse 1 and verse 2? See, at whatever conclusions you may draw from what I've just said now, there are, are speculations. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when verse 2 now said the, the earth was uh, void without form and darkness uh, was over the deep and then the, the spirit of God was hovering around it. Nothing suggestive in verse 2 that those things that I've mentioned now was a bad thing. Are you following me? The, nothing suggested that, oh, because some of your, your friends that are very excited behind the people tell you, you know, let there be light, and then darkness, and then so it, 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 it brings the idea as if the darkness in verse 2 was actually an evil darkness, as we now know now on this other side of chapter 3. Whatever conclusions you are going to draw, you are extrapolating, and you are, you are making uh, a wild assumption as to the thing that the Bible is silent. And for us as Christians, the, 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 the key to, to, to safety and not to run uh, a head collision with God is that what, wherever the Bible is silent, what are we supposed to do? We keep our human mouth shut. The idea of one billion years, blah, 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 that is from, it's not from here. Amen. Are, you, are we clear on that? God created this world. The second thing that we learn from the confession is that what was the purpose of creation? The purpose of creation. Look at the confession again. That God 
for the manifestation of the glory of his eternal power, wisdom, and goodness. He created the world. So what we learned was that, what we are learning from the confession is that creation, that man is not the primary purpose for creation. Sometimes we think that we are, yeah, we are very, we, I know we are very important. In fact, we are the crown of God's creation. But when it talks about the purpose, the, the reason why God created the world, sometimes when we think about creation, what we think is about our own, this, this tiny ball that, is, that is, 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 is spinning around. We are not, we're not even talking about some, what are the, the planets in our own, um, the galaxy, uh, yes, the, the, yeah. We're not yeah, this, yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, sorry, the solar system, that's the word I'm looking for. We're not talking about the planets in our own solar system. How many planets are in our solar system? That's what you guys should tell us. Eh? Mention them. Come on, I think you guys, even children knows that they, they, there used to be nine or ten, now they are eight, but. Huh? They brought it back again. Okay, Ma Venus, uh -huh. Mercury, 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 Pluto. Have you mentioned Jupiter? Okay, this is not there anymore. Okay, you mentioned there. We all know Jupiter. All of us know Jupiter and Mars. Now, this thing you mentioned now, recently I was doing some research and I discovered that even this one that you've mentioned, that is what they've discovered. There are a lot of unidentified flying objects that are not accounted for, that are of the size of the planets. It's just that those planets, are not, that they have not named them yet as, as a NASA, uh, continue to explore this, this, this space. We are talking of our own solar system. How many solar systems do we have? So it, 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 it couldn't be that we, we in this small ball, center of the purpose, no, I mean, <laughs> what happened to the remaining billions? or zillion uh, uh, planets uh, or other things out there, galaxies. The Bible says God created this world for the manifestation of his own glory, power, wisdom, and goodness. Let's read some uh, scriptures. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. I wanted to open very quickly. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, yeah. have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. Yeah. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 12. Ezekiel. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 12. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, 
and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. Okay, Psalm 104, verse 24. Psalm 104, verse 24. How manifold are your works? In wisdom have you made, have you made them all? The earth is full of your creatures. Yeah. So the, the first thing that the, the confession is teaching us is that, that when we look at the sheer size of creation, we should be awakened to this reality that whoever put this thing in place must be very, very powerful. I don't know if you have been to the bank of uh, ocean before. Yes, it's in Lagos here. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the magnitude, the quantum of water that bothers. And, and this thing is just one planet we are talking about here. The size, you know. I, I told my wife, let's let's raise money and buy. There's one. There's this tall building in a central area near city. What's the name of those building? Near city church gate. And they are flats. And I told my wife, let's just buy the last floor. And she did like this. Because if you stand by this by the base of that. And that's just like uh, less than 60 floors. I have been in 112 floors before. And actually, I didn't know. I didn't know. Actually. I just lived. So I woke up in the morning and just, and then I just opened this thing. And I was like, oh no. I just, <laughs> 112 floors. <laughs> Pastor Andrew one day took me to where his daughter, his daughter was schooling in the university. Some of you know Pastor Andrew of Highbury Baptist Church. I said, let's go see my daughter. I didn't know they were tricking me because they used to trick me as a bushman and all that. So the, the owner of those flats, one, one, a, a, a multi-billionaire, and uh, gave one of the flats to his daughter. So my pastor's daughter was squatting with the girl. They are living in what they call the, 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 the that floor is a suspended floor and it's glass. And there were like that 70 something floors. And, and so as we sat eating at the dining table, it's like the house is, as the building is, is like, it's moving like this. So I, I kept my cool, I, I don't want to be, I just, it's, just, it's like this house is moving, but there's no way it will fall, it can't fall. Can he? What if it fall? And then I just sat there. And then, uh, you know, Pastor Andrew is quite a very jovial person. He said, Peter, look down. And then I just bent. I could not remove my head back. It's like, I was like, no, we are, I'm gone, I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. But that's just a building, isn't it? That's just a building. 
when we look at the, the, the size, the, the, the size itself of the creation, it's like, no, anyone that plays this thing here. But those who think that this world plays itself, they are crazy. If you just, by, if you are a little bit sane, and say, yeah, somebody must have placed it there, it means that person must be very, very powerful. It means you can't even quantify the horsepower, the capacity of such a being that can hang Earth just through the planet like bah, bah, bah. and not that, and to make it more heavy, it wasn't that God was like, okay, there was some raw material and then they were forming things and then the sun was hanging, then the Holy Spirit was just walking there, the father also with his belt, you know, how Noah and his two boys were walking on the ark. No. This being just out of his own heart, ex, ex nihilo, nothing. He said, let it be. Earth be. There was Venus. Everything. And boom. All of them came to being. This God. It is to demonstrate when he put us here is to, to, to teach us his power. So when we, when we are thinking about God, we are talking about a very powerful being. And to, dis to display his wisdom. When you look at the stars and the planets, particularly the ones within our own solar system, the way they are moving in harmony, you know, some of you live in the city, so you don't really have a very dark night. But have you been in uh, a clear night before? Uh, moonlight, and then you look up. And you see everything move smoothly. The stars, things well arranged. There's no, the mountains, the, the valleys, everything. Everything. Please, in their proper uh, place is to remind us that this God is very wise. He's very wise. Some of you here, if I ask you to make a table now, give you nails, hammer, and some woods, what will happen? For you to, to the four legs to make it equal, some of you would struggle. You think to make tables, this, this one, just wooden table, to, to, that measurement to make the four legs equal so that this one, no, we can't. It will be like this, particularly if, if Brother Felix, he should say, ah, I'm a lecturer, I'm not a carpenter. That's the excuse that he will make. But we look at how God arranges, hangs things. You see the way your hands are? They are not like this. God makes sure that if your eyes are facing this direction, your hands should face that same direction. Even your own physiology is so arranged, the DNAs, the patterns, everything, everything to the minutest details. This God is not, is not running around like, oh no, oh no. Who made Eliezer? I don't want to say, God, I'm you. Say, Look at me, I put this here. Is that where I said we put the ear yesterday? Oh. Why do you put this thing? And then they are running around. Running around. Is that what happened? There's no, no, no. It's, it's everything so wisely done. Wisely done. Perfectly done. 
and we look at the order of creation, the design, it reminds us of the goodness of God. Water is so, you know, he calls the rain, to, he, he calculates, okay, rain should fall here, sun should come up here, that everything is so well ordered by this God. So, so we can look at this and say, oh, what a glorious God, what a powerful God, what a wise God. Number three, the confession wants us to learn the nature of creation. Uh, he said, the confession said, for the, for, for the manifestation of, uh, of his goodness, create or make the world and all things that is in the world, whether visible or invisible. What is that? Everything. How many things? How many things? And they went further to say whether it's visible or invisible. What of mosquito? Are they part of what God created? You sure? What of scorpions? You sure? You sure? What of bacteria? Viruses? I mean, coronavirus. Are they God's creation or they are from the lab? <laughs> what of cockroaches? What of ants? All those tiny, tiny ants? Everything. 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 God created the world and everything that is in the world. So the nature of creation is that it is the handiwork of God. Everything, everything that the universe came to being by the word of God. And, and the reason why this is necessary is that there are some that believe in the idea of Big Bang, that there was a day, okay, even if there was a Big Bang, the thing that bank, where, where does that bank, that, 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 that thing that bank, where does it uh, come from? And at, at this point, we must understand why it is necessary that a being like God should create. Because before you can, if, if this thing is placed here, someone must have placed it there. The idea of causality. There must be an uncaused cause. If not, if, okay, God created me, okay? And then, and then, and then. It must stop at one point, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Someone must have wandered this creation into existence and then continuing from there. It is God. Genesis 1 verse 1, John 1 verse 2, Colossians 1 verse 16, these things are there for you. Without God, nothing exists that uh, existed. The fourth thing, okay, nature, so God created everything, everything, even the microorganisms. You, now, that, this should humble you. Even the microorganism, like, mention them. Huh? I mentioned virus before. Huh? Plasmodium, yeah. Amoeba and all those things. So God made them all. How, how should God make mosquitoes? I used to wonder, for what? For his glory? How does mosquito glorify God? 
<laughs> and it keeps you awake to pray. <laughs> I mean, sometimes mosquitoes will put down a huge person in the hospital crying. They are choking you, choking you injection. Now mosquito, one mosquito like this. Just drop some plasmodia in your and then you are, you are all over the place. Number four, the confession wants us to learn the duration of creation. The duration. And I think some Elias, I just have some friends that believe that the world, and many, it, it amazes me how many people believe that the six days creation was just like a metaphor, like an allegory. That it, 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 it's like, it's, it's one day, but not, not 24 hours a day. It's like maybe like an epoch. It will be one long day, like one day, like one billion years comp compressed into 24 hours, no, one day. But the confession is quite clear. It said, this world was created, the space of six days, six days. What we hold is six literal days, 24 hours, 24 hours. And that is in Genesis chapter what? Chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. So let's read that one for us very quickly. And I think uh, our friend Tim Keller believed that Genesis is like a poem. Yeah. The first 11 chapters are poems. The almighty Tim Keller. But the orthodox evangelical belief is that six literal days. Yeah, who is reading Genesis 2, verse 1 to 3? Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Mm. Out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 to 11. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath that keep it holy. To 11. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now look at Exodus, friends. If it is not six literal days, like 24 hours, why should God ask people to rest, to, to say six days, God, so you rest, you work for six days the way God worked for six days and rest one day the way God rested one day. I mean, actually, common sense is not common now. Mm -hmm. Six days. Those who are theistic evolutions, uh, uh, evolutionists, I, I used to ask them, what are you really looking for? What are you looking for? There is this Hausa singer in Jaws, it's a Christian singer. And, and talking about, he said, trying to reboot, uh, it's like a rebuttal to Islam. Muslims will say, how can God have, God doesn't have a wife. 
Therefore, God cannot have a son. This are just, you know, in those days, and now someone will tell you that, you say, it's true, God doesn't have a wife. This idea of God having a son is stupid there. And then this old man, forgot his name, he's an Hausa singer, he's singing Hausa Lang from Latu State. He said, you believe that God created this universe. So is it not stupid to think in this, your brain that the man that put all these things together cannot have a child without a wife? So having a child without, even, when, even some doctor, I don't, I don't, I don't have IVF. <laughs> even, do, even doing some, 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 some magic in the, in the lab. Making pigs out of nothing. So, out of something, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, God actually can create this whole world in six, in six seconds. I hope you understand that. And he can make it in six days. Recently, I was just, as, as I was reflecting on this, you see, when women carry pregnancy like nine months, do you know that same pregnancy can mature within 24 hours? Do you understand that? That if God wants you to be formed within 24 hours, it's, it's doable. With God, nothing shall be impossible. But his own wisdom and how he ordered things ensure that it goes to nine months. And if you want to quarter with nine months, make your wife deliver in five months. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. First, your wife into labor in four months. You see the results. Even seven months, baby. I don't know, struggles. Thank God for incubators now. If it's not nine months, you're in trouble. I, I met you, a young man, this morning after I dropped my wife. The, the, the baby came 20, 28 weeks, and they have been there. She, the baby is in the ICU. The wife is gone home. The baby is still on admission. Yeah. yeah. Six days. See, do like this. If, if anybody is, if they bring all those nonsense, do like this. Okay, I beg, I beg, I beg. Yeah. Because people want to circumvent. Ah, no, it's not, it's not really six days. Is, is, is this, is this, uh, there are some little, there are some archaeological findings recently. And the reason why the struggle is this. I mean, if you have a fair knowledge of archaeology, this thing they used to go to Israel and dig out and say, okay, they don't put fossils. What is fossils? Uh -huh. Remains of maybe one score, okay? Like, like, uh, yeah, the dinosaur or something, some, 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 some. And then, you know, they have their own equipment that they were used to, some, some instruments. So, cool. this animal was so, 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 so years old. For instance, if you die and uh, there's no date of birth, nothing, nothing. Like if they are, if they are digging out uh, uh, Fred's great-grandfather's now, if you can dig his grave, and you can find his skull. We can actually, they say we can actually calculate how, you can even create like his image using, using all, those, all those instruments. So we are not saying archaeology is complete. Is that, am I right? It's archaeology, eh? yes. yes. I'm not saying they are stupid or they are bad. There are some things they've done. I mean, if you go to some place in, the, in, the, in Europe, you see dinosaurs. You cannot look at dinosaurs and say they never existed. The issue here is this. 
the weaknesses of archaeologists is that they are looking at this world as if the world was created like the way a baby is born and then goes through the process of maturity. The world was created matured. Adam was created fully grown. So if you are doing dating, you won't get it. I don't know. Is that confusing? The world was, it's not that the world was created like a young earth and then they the, start going through the process of evolution. So actually, you, you can also deny the evolution totally, okay? Some things have evolved. Some, some things have evolved. Some things have evolved, okay? You have to swallow that one. Science has proven that some things evolved after all through some change and all that. Perhaps, maybe we're not even black before. And we've gone through, no, God forbid, I think we have. <laughs> like that. So, yeah. But the issue is that the world was created, matured. Adam was a full grown person, Eve was a full grown person. Uh, the first day, everything that God created, the first day, second, third, fourth days were created, matured. So you can't start walking back through that, the same process you used to walk with the remains of human beings, the remains of the, the tooth of that, you can't walk, that will not even work. So the confession wants us to learn that this world was created by God. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our own image. Three, the triune God made this world. The purpose was not primarily like us, it's for his own glory. But there was nothing outside God that compels him to create. God was not in need of anything. And we're not crying, God, create me, create me. There's this advert, pick me, pick me. What's this advert? Is this, is this? Orange, pick me, pick me. No, we're not, saying, we're not hiding somewhere. Say, God, create the world, create the world, create the world. It's okay, guys, I'm, okay, calm down. I'm going to make something for your kids. And then God, no. There was nothing anywhere. And God, out of his own sovereign choice, made the world for his glory, and for the manifestation of his power, wisdom, and goodness. And finally, look at the goodness of this earth. The Bible says when God finished everything, he looked at the world and said, it's good. Everything he made was good. Things were supposed to be. At this point, there was no sin. Adam was perfect. Eve was perfect. There was no sin in them. Everything. God himself looked at the creation and said, good. Even with sin, even with the destruction of our fallen earth, the, the earth is still good. It's good. It's just that when you, you know we are here in Sun City, you can't, the beauty of Sun City is not very good until you climb up. Just try and buy this, what do you call that, uh, drone, and look at the picture of Sun City. You'll be wowed. If someone sent me the picture of Lokoja, and I said, no, 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 this is Photoshop. Just, but they were looking at Lokoja from the top. It's so beautiful. It's good. And look at us. Are we not good? Mm? So, mm. <laughs> are we not looking good? We are good. Whatever God made is good. So as I finish with you tonight, this, this, this part of the confession teaches us, uh, you guys, be careful. Uh, there's some lessons we need to learn, we ought to learn about worship. When you wake up in the morning, don't be like the heathen. Don't be like the barbarians. This earth that you are marching on a daily basis, it's not sitting on anything. It's spinning, it's orbiting the sun, and everything is standing. 
We are not doing like this. Oh, good. We are not doing like this. We are not doing like this, except from places that are earthquakes. Eh? But ordinarily, we are, we are doing, we are building skyscrapers and we are, everything is going on well. It should remind us that God is very powerful, so we can worship him. We are too small not to worship God. We are so tiny like ant in comparison with God. This will inform our worship. You are worshiping the most powerful God. More than Buhari, I think. Huh? Huh? More than Putin. God is powerful. More than anything. It, it informs our worship. Amen. Also, it should, uh, issue, uh, and, and then I, we, it informs us that whatever scientific, what, whatever is the scientific uh, discoveries, that should not inform our knowledge. The Bible should inform our knowledge about the earth. God made this earth for his own goodness, for his own purpose, for his own glory. Okay, any question? I want to know if uh, this creation doctrine that we studied this evening is a primary or secondary doctrine. What do you think? Because there are some people that um, say that this doesn't affect anything. You, you believe whatever you want to believe in this regard. Um, for example, we, as you mentioned, there are very well-known and respected theologians that don't even believe in the book of Genesis. But if we say because people argue that it is a secondary doctrine it's not primary it doesn't affect your salvation it doesn't affect um, your standing with god mm -hmm. should that not um should that not make us start questioning the authority of god's word if that's the case mm -hmm. what do you think is it primary or secondary for me i think it should be a primary doctrine okay who disagree with you Okay, who disagree? Yeah, Eliza disagree? Not disagree. I want okay. to ask what we mean by primary. Does it mean that the person who doesn't believe in it is a heretic? Is that the kind of primary doctrine you're talking about? Not necessarily, but it's, it's, it's kind of my turn towards that direction. I, 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 the mere heresy. Yeah, that the person is a heretic. Yes, okay. sure. Uh, sometimes we have to be careful, those who defile on this matter. It's like a spectrum. You don't know so, so people agree that God created this world. Okay? The challenge is how. So someone says, okay, yeah, we believe God is the creator of the heaven and earth, but how? The sequence. Was it like six days all through evolutionary means? In fact, there's uh, some Christians that believe that matter, matter, what is matter now? Matter as in M A T T I, yeah? Space. That that if God is eternal, matter also was eternal. So they look at the eternality of matters, that there was matter that God used in forming this earth and all those speculations. So, you, so the mistake many of us make sometimes is that if a doctrine is not primary, we think it does not have implication. No. 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 Well, what saved us primarily 
is that Christ died for my sin. But it does not, and that's enough. It's enough, actually. I don't want to add the gospel plus, okay? But as you grow in grace, you look at the scripture. If you doubt that God is the creator of, of the earth, where do you think that will lead to? Because there are some secondary matters that will, that will inevitably, yes, will, will bring you back to the primary matters. So as a church people, even the issue of indifference, we are not saying it does not matter. Because the matter of indifference, if, 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 if carefulness is not uh, employed, will one way or the other turn back to affect the, the important things or the, uh, the primary things, okay? So I don't want to say yes or no, but I will struggle with someone who does not believe that God created uh, the earth. And, but there are some, I think where this issue is, is the issue of evolution. The issue of how did God create uh, the, uh, the earth? Is it like six little days or Big Bang or evolution? Or I, move from, I mean, for me, I think it's a serious thing to think that a creation came through process of evolution, like we were apes and then later we became uh, and if that is true, why are we not evolving into something else? By now, Felix, myself, should be moving, moving on to be what now? <laughs> yeah. So what, since we are born, birds are birds, isn't it? Uh, things are fairly, I mean, birds are birds, mountains are, why are we not evolving? Why are we not, we should be, if God's, uh, and those who are not socialists should be careful. Because you cannot believe in evolution, and now then you, are, you mean it has ceased. Evolution has ceased. <laughs> no, seriously. Yes. So why why has it ceased? Is it because Daniel has been created? Now it ceased. See. So you should be careful. But 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 within the lower animals. I mean, if you talk of metamorphosis, we can understand that, okay? Uh -huh. So, uh, evolution, I don't know, I don't know. Yes, any question? Okay. Uh, where are you going, Felix? I want to ask a question. Okay, uh, Eliaza. Yeah, I think um, one of the issues is, um, clearly, is how, how do we relate with science? Um, how do we merge what science has taught us or what the scientists have discovered and what the Bible says? So I think the reason why a lot of people struggle is because, well, the scientific evidence shows that there was a kind of evolutionary uh, stuff that happened. And then the Bible says six days. So science is not entirely wrong. We have to interpret the Bible in light of what we have discovered scientifically. I think that's where the problem comes from. So because we don't want to throw science away, and we want to be Bible people, we now say, okay, what the scientists are saying is not entirely wrong. Just that we have to use our head to look at the Bible to see that they are complementing each other. Yes, that is part of my, one of the points I put down in my application. We should put science where it belongs. We should not try to reconcile science with uh, 
there are some matters that, that are irreconcilable. For instance, when the Bible said uh, sun rises and, and, uh, and sunsets, sun does not rise, sun does not set. You, you have to look at that through the lens of the scripture. Let the Bible inform your conclusions. Science is good. I mean, the paranormal you are swallowing is science. I hope you know that. Mm -hmm. Science. Yeah, thank you for that contribution. Any other thing? Yes. Uh, Come, Daniel, are you asking a question? No, just for Okay, okay. Yes, not a question. Um, one of the work that organizations like um, Answers in Genesis, one of the work they, they do there mm -hmm. is to kind of help shape um, the Christian worldview per science. So there are so many things that a secular scientist actually propound or they bring out there, and those guys just, they just dash all those ideas because they don't stand the test of time. So. We could also consider organizations see, like that. See, the, the, the director of this organization physically taught me for, for six months about this, okay? I believe that Christian evolutionists are doing more damage than even secular evolutionists because you are trying to reconcile what you should... Yeah, what, 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 I, what are you trying to say? I mean, what I'm trying to say, they're, 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 they are modeling the waters. the waters. Let us stop with the scripture stop, and let's, science, let's inter interrogate science through the lens of the Bible. And when they are not conflicting, there's no point. The Roforofo fight is not, it's not necessary. People are writing books for their pocket. You want to do your PhD dissertation, just raise a straw man. The world was not created in six days, and then you are writing four volumes. And people like me, you just read the first volume and we think you said the world was not created in six days. So we should be careful about these, these Westerners who are very good in, in writing. There's a book in my shelf called uh, uh, Darwin's uh, Black Box. Uh, it will be helpful. So, I mean, I was in years two and I, I, I began to read Charles Darwin uh, on this, uh, the origin of species. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm matured now. I've been in, on this thing for too long. God made the world and me. And as you, as you grow older, you discover that actually God, God created you. Yes, yeah, Sister Joy. Sister Joy, uh, okay, uh, Madam Pastor. <laughs> um, at creation, yeah. man was... Um, Created with an imbued capacity to sin and not and not to sin. Yeah, this is not in our lesson. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, 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 wait. I know where you are going. Where you are going? Well, paragraph two and three will handle that fairly. Okay. And then there's a chapter on the fall. Chapter what? Chapter six of the confession talks about the fall. So paragraph two. And three of this chapter four talks about the, the creation of man and some of the, where you are going. I said, we need to go home for dinner. Where you are going now, leave that alone. Leave that out of. The issue here tonight is that God created this world for what? Hmm? So is it for so that we can marry? So we can have children? So that we can make God happy? Eh? So that God, God will not be lonely. 
Huh? And since we left the Garden of Eden, he has been lonely. He, he can't wait for us to be back. Is that the issue? Everything here points to the glory of God, to his power, and to his goodness. The, the, this song that gladdened my heart, I think by Don Moenda, God is good all the time. See, anytime you open this your eyes, and you look at what God has done in creation, God is good. God is good. God is good. Assuming your eyes are here or here. Hmm? Look at where God placed your eyes. Yeah? Should I be here? Assuming I'm the one making you, I know where I will keep your eyes. <laughs> no, look at the kings of the world. When they had opportunity to recreate men, Babylonian kings, they will remove their manhood so that they will not, they will not touch, their, touch, their, touch their women. I'll make sure this mouth we are using to insult me, God, does not exist. And I'll make sure the legs you used to run to bad, bad place, I'll shrink it. You see how God good, how good God is. Even as your eyes is looking at a bad, bad thing, he's still keeping that eyes working. He should inform our worship. Gratitude. That God, God, chapter 2, uh, paragraph 2 tells how God has placed all these things at our disposals. Can you imagine God made all these things and said, man, take care. Who are we that you are so mindful of? Who are we? Some of you that beat up your wives, you, you, you don't understand. That God carried a woman and said, take care. Hmm? I mean, if I am God, I should give you a four-legged animal. Maybe a pig. I will make your heart to wander after pigs. <laughs> so that if you beat up pigs, remember there was a prophet that beat up a donkey. Donkey said, "Oh God, <laughs> why are you, why are you smacking me like this?" And the guy said, "Who?" And God gave God gave you a beautiful thing. Look at what you are doing. You are so ungrateful because in your mind you think the world revolves around you as if you are, the, you are the center of the universe. It's all about you. Look at the way our presidents behave. Thank God he is not God. Can you imagine for a moment if Brawley is God? When, I mean, Imagine if our governors were God. Right now, as is on strike, their kids are in, uh, abroad. By now, they will remove their children from here. I'm, I'm sure if Mars, is it Mars they want to explore? If, if there's life on Mars now, I'm sure all these big men, they won't be here. They will leave this world for you and I. Thank God they are not God. Gratitude to God. When Adephara said, God, God has delegated his sovereignty to human beings. Imagine if that is true, that God's sovereignty is delegated to Felix, to Daniel, to Abutu. It would be, it would be hard. I mean, if I can, can you some, some small, small prophet that can even prophesy by magic? How, how, 
how, how powerful they are. Assuming I can read your mind, as Phyllis is looking at me now, I can just look through his eyes, and what he's thinking about me, I can see. And I, I can increase his height, and I can decrease his height. We are not gods. And that's where teaching, like the teaching of my Moreau, that we are gods. We are little gods. The lion gives birth to lion. You should be careful who you are, what you are talking about. What are you talking about? What can you really make? What can we create? Prof. Felix, in the university, what, what can we create? Nothing. They have been trying to create uh, some pigs in the lab, in the, in the lab since when? It's not working. All glory goes to God, who doeth all things well. And if you ask me, this doctrine is a waste of time. Would this put food on my table? Yes, it does. The reason why there's food on your table is that God, God doeth everything well. It's good. It's the goodness of God that protects and provides for us. Amen. If there are no further questions, again, let us pray so we can go home tonight. Our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to learn at your feet. Pray that you bless this word to our hearts. Let it evoke worship, adoration, fear in our hearts as we look upon you and that which you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Good night, friends.